0: Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years, and with those stories came the emotional, spiritual and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe.
1: Hello beautiful tribe and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Today's share is such light. Every share is about bringing joy and harmony and beauty and strength and vigorance and passion and purpose. It's about shifting and lifting you to recognize the amazing possibility of your life and that you matter and you're amazing and I love you. I love you and if anyone hasn't told you today that they love you let me be the first i love you i like you i life you and i adore you and i implore you to own your power and never feel sorry for being you and shining as bright as you choose to shine And when we step into that place of love, we step into true wellness. We step into understanding the divinity of wellness, the the wellspring of life that springs forward with all kinds of energy and power and all of these things that give us sustenance and give us the nutrients and the nurturing that we need so that we can move through any obstacle and be the eye of the storm. I have an amazing powerful woman who's in the studio with me today who is my doctor it is dr lisa upshaw she is a chinese medicine doctor and holistic wealth practitioner and notice i said wealth instead of health because i changed it because she brings wealth into your life wealth of knowledge wealth of health wealth of vigorance wealth of vitality wealth of sustained living and that's what it's about right right is to have a wealth of all of that in your life and that's what she brings into your life and i have been you know experiencing and engaging with her love for so many years Um, i can tell you everyone knows the story of me dying in the hospital and you know, being paralyzed and loss of kidneys and all of these things, being on dialysis. Lisa was the doctor who helped me to recover in that process as well as to go through some of the very hardships that I went through and difficult times, both emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, times where I was ready to give up and decide that I made a mistake in coming back. And she was able to be right there in the hospital, standing by my side, administering her power, her love, her nurturing, and her knowledge of who she is into my body, into my mind, into my emotions, and into my chakras. She brought the awareness of chakras to me. As a shaman, we of course don't study chakras. We don't know a lot about it. But when she did that, I felt so powerful, so amazing. I literally thought I was holding on by a string. And it was Dr. Lisa that gave me a rope and gave me a rope and showed me how to pull myself back. And every time I come to Los Angeles, that is who I go and see. I go and have treatments with her and she puts me back in my in my place so that I'm able to give to all of you and give to all the people of the world in this beautiful global tribe, this beautiful community that we have. So I want to welcome someone so dear to my heart, that I love with all of my heart and soul, and has made such a change in my life and continues to to this day. Welcome to The Share, Dr. Lisha Upshaw.
2: Oh my goodness. That was just so powerful. I'm so honored. So honored. What an introduction. I have to gather myself here. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a blessing to watch your journey. You are such a magical, special human being who is almost beyond humanness. It's really that you see spirit walking with you, you have this power where you, you know, it's rare to find people who don't live by fear, and that was really big. Um something else that came to me as I was coming here today. And you are—you live, you really live, and it's such a blessing to be in your presence and to know you. I You're love doing you so much. You were there
1: things. when I was at my worst in my life, you know, mm-hmm. and I can say I was at my worst for the best. But the worst and the best, yeah. But, you know, every, I, 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 I remember there was one point when I was in the hospital and I remember I just had, like, I was just beaten up. I had, like, I was, everything was going wrong. Every time the doctors walked in, yeah, they were just like, there was no hope. There was no nothing, whatever. And you just came in and you're just like, I'm going to nurture you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do healing on you. Mm-hmm. And no one was doing healing on me. You know, mm-hmm. no one was coming in and saying, hey, what can I give to you, Shalman Dirk? It mm-hmm. was always like people were still coming in and asking me for things. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting, like having people show mm-hmm. up in my room and crying and feeling miserable and making it about them.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that was really challenging for me because mm-hmm. as I was trying to gain my strength to be able to just at least be able to realize, okay, this severity of what's going on with me is a big situation I couldn't even get my strength back because every person who was visiting me wow. was crying and being in woe is me. Wow. And like, how what are we going to do if we lose you? And, mm. you know, please don't die in us again. Mm. And like, you know, just all this stuff. And you were the only mm. one who walked in, of course, other than my family and my sister and so forth, because they were just constantly giving to me. But I'm saying as the friends who came in and flew in from all over the world, you're the one who walked in and was like, this isn't about me. This is about you and I'm gonna give to you. And that's the reason why you're my doctor to this day, because I feel um, safe with you. Mm-hmm. I feel that when I come to you, it's not about what can I get from Shaman Durek. Mm-hmm. It's about what can I give to Shaman Durek mm-hmm. so that he can give more to people and and really bring bring this 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 love energy up to an all-time high. Absolutely. So I just want to thank you oh, for wow. being that powerful, amazing wonderful friend and doctor and goddess and teacher and queen and healer and just the presence of your Nubian presence Mm. and having that melatonin love feeding me back to life
2: Mm, wow wow my pleasure and my honor it's my honor We've been we've been in lives together before, and of we've course. talked about that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so in this time, in this case, I I saw you, and I was like, oh okay, I'm needed now, and it's time to go to him. Right. That's really how it felt. I remember you were having fevers. You were having fevers at that time. Yeah. You had a lot of infection, I think. And oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. It was a different time. You've come a very long way, and I think that's what um, comes across. And I think. Watching you just move forward from that is like, you guys, like you can do anything. You can do anything. And Shaman Durek is a living testimony of that. And anyone that's listening, I want them to really understand having seen someone who doesn't have functioning organs. Like, do you understand that? Couldn't walk. Couldn't walk. You were committed to three times a week Mm -hmm. dialysis,
1: brain damage, all a lot of things.
2: And you were kind of like, okay, and what? (laughs) 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 I have things to do. I need to go make my moon water. I need to go uh, charge my crystals. I need to make, I remember you did the line that was at Whole Foods for a while of the sprays.
1: Yeah, the magical sprays. Magical sprays. And you had to and healing in their life. Yeah.
2: Then you had the Fred Siegel line, the shirts. That's right. And it was just like, okay, so I'm going to need these organs to work. And if they're not, we're still going to carry on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I even like trekked in the jungle. I I, I took my dialysis machine and everyone's like, you cannot go to the jungle with your dialysis machine. I'm like, watch me. I'm going to put wheels on this puppy. I'm gonna drag this thing into the jungle, and I'm gonna put some thick wheels on this thing, and we're gonna maneuver ourselves. Oh
2: my gosh!
1: And I remember, like, I remember going to Coachella, and friends were like, "Okay, we had a party at 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 Arna's house, and and it was like, Mm -hmm. you know, and everyone was like having fun by the pool, and I brought my dialysis machine and bought this. I made a double cord so that way I can walk around the house and not be stuck in one room. Oh my! So I tell people, don't trip over my cord because it's attached to me. Don't trip over my cord, please. Don't step. Hello, your chair's on my cord. I'm not getting the fluids in my body. Okay, I don't need to die right now.
2: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, and every part of it. I remember being in the wheelchair and we had this one, this nurse used to take care of me. And I used to make jokes to her all the time. I was just like, I never, I mean, did you ever see me complaining?
2: No, never. I really didn't know I really only knew because you were like, "Okay, I'm not available then because I have dialysis." Like, yeah. it wasn't a complaint. It was just like my schedule's booked because I have to go exchange these fluids. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Yeah. and it wasn't. It was only if there was a time conflict. Yeah, you know. Other than that, it was. I, there would have been no way to know.
1: Yeah, no one, no a lot of people know. didn't know how sick i was yeah. and what i had went through after coming back from dying and you know how long i was in the hospital and all the different infections i got while being in the hospital which is disgusting how many things they have in the hospital bacteria and viruses yeah. just waiting to eat you while you're trying to recover i'm yeah. uh, trying to recover while you're recovering mm-hmm. but it was interesting and no one knew and like even people when i want to get my when i finally like we out there in the world and doing things they're just like Really? When, when did this happen? When,
0: when was this?
1: And I'm like, <laughs> while I was lecturing, did you notice there was a box near me?
2: <laughs> it's crazy. It's amazing.
0: So tell
1: me, doctors in the house, we got questions. <laughs> What's it like being a doctor of Chinese medicine?
2: You know, it makes the most sense to me out of anything else in the world. It's so harmonious. It resonates with nature. It is the only thing, you know, growing up, in the eighties and nineties, where everything was still very linear. I think we're finally starting to transition in a different way of thought now. But everything was very linear. It nothing really made sense. I was like, I understand that this is your definition, mom, dad, society, of how I'm supposed to heal myself, go to the doctor, take these pills, how I'm supposed to practice religion, go to church and pray, how I'm supposed to go to school, go through rote memorization, and eventually it'll stick to my brain. Like, but none of that really made any sense. Yeah. When I finally got to the point where I was introduced to traditional Chinese medicine, I was, it was like a light bulb went off and I was like, oh my God, this, this is it. This is my language. This is my life language. And I get how it can benefit me because I had asthma for many years. I couldn't breathe. I had uterine fibroids that I was dealing with and I first got treatment for myself. And once I ex- I was able to experience another level of health like I had been um, accustomed to subpar health. And I think a lot of us do that, you know, where We have just gotten used to not being able to breathe in the fall or the spring because of allergies, or we have gotten used to having pain because it's just been a norm. But once you like have a little break from that and can feel better than what you ever thought capable, you don't want to go back. Right. You don't want to go back. And you're like, I've got to master this and I've got to tell everyone else. And I've got to share this and I've got to do this because why isn't everybody talking about this?
1: You know, they're not. They're yeah. not talking about it, and yeah. a lot of people don't go to Chinese doctors. Mm-hmm. They they're very stuck in 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 what I call the brainwash of the world, which is believing that allopathic way is the only way. Now, I'm not saying I'm to putting down allopathic right. medicine because it did serve its purpose for me. So I have a lot of respect for the world of science.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: However, I think that there with with you know with with that being said, there is a certain level where we have to. Understand to use all of our resources. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. And just to share, you know. With your listeners about my background, I'm I'm not Chinese. <laughs> I'm African-American. I am from a suburb of Southern California called Cerritos. And I went to a historically black college. So I was definitely in the South.
1: <laughs> Which college did you go to? Xavier University okay. of
2: Louisiana. So a pre-med oh, factory. Wow. Pre-med factory. I have like 200 friends that are doctors, traditional doctors. Because that's what I was, you know, that's who I was around. So I, I came from a place where... the information wasn't like handed to me. It wasn't available. I had to just kind of like go inside and ask myself those questions that sometimes I think we need to introspect and and reflect like, is what I'm doing actually working for me? Like, is it allowing me to thrive? Am I in my best self with what I am currently doing? Mm. And if not, then how can I change that? And I realized that I was on my way to medical school. I was like, this doesn't feel right for me. I, I know my parents would be proud. I know my community would be proud. I would be another great, you know, mark on like another graduate from Xavier goes to med school for the stats. But like, nah, it's not for me. And I had to listen to what spoke to my soul. Hmm.
1: I want to go back to that a little bit because I know there's a lot of people in the tribe who are listening to this share today. And, you know, what what do you feel inside when you, like what was the feeling that came over you that made you make that decision not to follow Mm. the herd down to med school Mm. to become a doctor. What, you know, because a lot of times people will say, what, why didn't you go to med school? Like it's gonna give you a future. It's gonna give you stability. It's gonna give you foundation. What, you know, and, and, and here on earth, you know, the herd, is a part of the matrix. Yes. It's the part that's been programmed into, yeah. into society to believe that if you don't follow the herd
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you don't do the things that are told to you, which is to follow exactly the way things are, that has been set up by the matrix, then something bad is going to happen or you're going to suffer, you're not going to survive and you're going to die.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was going to die if I followed the herd. I love that. That was the feeling. I saw. I saw a glimpse of my life of what it might look like. And I was really honest about it. Like, would my hours provide me the freedom to raise my daughter the way I want to? Would I be able to practice heart-centered healing and be able to connect with my patients and take as long as I want to take in talking to them under the guise of a system that has been set up to do what it does? We won't go into all of the systems. Yeah, yeah, but um. I, 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 it felt like a part of me would die. Mm. I would have to sell my soul. And I honestly think that a lot of us feel, know what that feels like because we negotiate our power all the time. And I felt that I would have negotiated and sacrificed too much of my personal power. And, um, you know, there are times we're faced with that in relationships. There are times that we're faced with that in our current jobs. You know, when we're, you know, deciding if we're going to make the next step, we, we weigh the risks and benefits. And that's what I did. And I was like, no, it's not worth it.
1: Do we do we really um, weigh the risk and benefits? Do you feel that people really are weighing things? Or do you think people are just going that what's most comfortable to them?
2: Hmm. I think that those are those who are conscious may weigh the risks and benefits, but we are, you know, a lot of people are still walking around unconscious. So I think it is on auto people are on autopilot. I do think that though there is something internally that never dies that will give you the feedback because if you don't listen to that inner voice then what happens and who I work with and what I work with are people that start to see it manifest physically. Mm. So the body, your life is going to tell you. It's either going to be a whisper. It's going to be, you know, people like popping into your life. Like, wow, I was thinking about, you know, going into painting, you know, as a as a career. And oh my God, I'm listening to this podcast now. Like, how did this pop up? You know, there are like little signals and signs that we get along the way. And it's up to us to listen to them. If we don't, and if there's that malalignment with within then the body will always let you know mm. always let you that know that should
1: be a book that you write your life <laughs> is going to tell you
2: your life is going to tell you
1: your life is going to tell you always mm. always
2: and what i see in my practice all the time is people who have been numb and have been deaf to those messages for many years and it gets to a point where then it disrupts it's like now the body and life has disrupted the the habitual autopilot and it's like, crap, now I have to think like now I have to feel Mm. now I have to actually pay attention to what my soul is saying. And it's like, I don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. I haven't done that in 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years. Right. So I have to start now. Okay. Well you start now. That's all. Then you just start now.
1: (laughs) You said something that um, that really caught me um, and kind of shook me inside um, in a good way, in a lit way, in a very powerful on fire way. And you said you don't negotiate your power. Speak on that.
2: Mm, you mean when people don't negotiate their power? Well,
1: you said like people negotiate their power.
2: Oh, yeah. People negotiate their power all the time. I think, you know, coming from looking at the chakra system, we have, The solar plexus, which sits between the belly button and the bottom of the rib cage, right? In digestion, that upper digestion area. And that's the solar plexus that relates to personal power, will, gut instincts, self-assuredness, courage. Um, And we always get that quote-unquote gut check, you know, where it's like, what does that, what does it feel like? When I say something, you instantly know by the way it feels in your body if it works for you or if it doesn't. And you're constantly negotiating it to see if it's going to provide you instant gratification or delayed gratification. And most of the time we go for instant gratification, Mm. i.e. if we look at digestion and we look at how we digest life, we're looking for things that are pleasing and sensual, sugary. We have sweet tooth. We have a sweet craving. We have this impulse for things that feed us immediately. But it's just habitual. We have to go back in and really think, okay, like. Like, is my gut check, am I negotiating my power for my higher good or for my weaknesses? Mm. Um, And if we find, if we just think about the choices we've made over time, take a week. Think about choices we've made over the last week. And did we decide in honor of our highest self? or of our weakness or of our fears. And that's where we negotiate all the time every day. When we're in the grocery store, when we're, you know, even thinking about what we're going to do tonight, you know, we're constantly, you know, trying to decide, you know, what category to put it in. Oftentimes we do cater to our weaknesses and our fears. And I think it takes effort to really think about, okay, is this going to keep me in alignment with my intention for the week for the month for the year with my soul mission with my soul purpose with my with my divine right best self
1: hmm so i'm just um taking it all in and it's all beautiful and wonderful um food for the soul when someone has a stomach ache someone has stomach problems yes. uh digestive problems you're saying that's associated to this chakra
2: Sometimes it is. Yes. We have also the second chakra that relates more to the colon. Um so it could be like lower digestion, so sort of like constipation, irritable bowel syndrome, um related more to the second chakra which is like interpersonal relationships, money, work, passion, pleasure, creativity. And then we have the third chakra which I mentioned for example, you know, if you think about when you have to go someplace for the first time, you have like a show you're on, or you're like in, having an interview, or you're, it's your first day of school, first day of work. What happens sometimes? You get butterflies in the stomach.
1: Oh, I get worse than that.
2: <laughs> you get the runs. <laughs> yeah, I get I get
1: all kinds of crazy. Not things. saying you, but no, some people I, get the runs. I got the runs when I had to go up against the pharmaceutical company in Iceland and debate with with to, to debate with one of the pharmaceutical people for towards holistic medicine being viable in. And Iceland, and they were bashing me all in the press and media and television and everything, and literally, I had the runs for three days, yeah and then, uh from that point on, my mom said, "But isn't this what you came to do?" right so pull, right. pull in your stomach and go up there and let them know that you know p- canceling out holistic medicine for people who are especially on chemo and other things is just not okay. Mm-hmm. And it gave me the strength to be able to stand up inside the people. I mean, I was standing in front of an audience of people who were just hating on me. Yeah. And then the other side of the room, which the bishops and all of the, like the dean of education, dean of ethics, the president herself, um, you know, Vignes, and all of the different people on the other side were all supportive of me. Mm-hmm. They were all like, you know, we're here, we support you. But it was really interesting because it wasn't even about their support. It was about my own support. Yes.
2: Yes. So you had sacral chakra, which is purpose. And then you had third chakra, which is courage and facing... The, the unknown facing the critics being brave. And that was challenging.
1: Oh my goodness, yes.
2: It was a big challenge for you. I mean, you hadn't been faced with something like that before. No, is
1: not at that level. It's a
2: whole government, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> against you. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, everybody is faced with challenges and it just prepares us for the next. And you have such, you know, powerful um reach and such you know global sort of like um arms hugging around the the globe to make such huge universal change i'm not even saying national change or global change but universal change that it would take something like that for you to be challenged you're not challenged by little things Mm-mm. like you don't have a lot of fear of like the day-to-day stuff not at all so it would take a government. <laughs>
1: that's a good one i should have thought about that back then that would have been good yeah Yeah.
2: and so now okay and you're like okay did that
1: right no it's true you're right because i am not challenged by these small tiny little you know it'll bittles as i call them it'll bittles (laughs) Uh, but when it comes to like okay you've got like doctors and these people and people atheist groups and all these different people coming at me yeah and coming for me you know i'm just like wow I, I better definitely um, get rid of this. Like just, I, I literally just went through the diary. I remember every time I was leaving the house, I would go to like get some, um, some uh, vegan food at this one restaurant in Reykjavik and people would be looking on their phones because these, this group got together and basically went into all the news and everything and wrote all these stories about me and wow. stuff. And people were going through their phones and people were coming up to me like, how, how, how dare you? <gasps> Like, how dare you come to Iceland as a shaman and, and, do, uh, and do sessions on people. And then the, w- the way it started was this woman came to me who had um, cancer. So started working with her. She went back and the cancer was gone. Mm-hmm. And so she went in the press and started talking about how Shaman Dirk, you know, healed her with cancer. And I, someone asked me like, what, you know, do, do you feel that you healed her with cancer? And I said, look, I'm not the healer. She is. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to, 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 mm-hmm. to bring the, to, to be the energy that comes through the lens mm-hmm. that spirit has given me the vessel to provide. Mm-hmm. But they didn't see it like that. Right. They set me going like, yeah, I healed cancer. So these groups were like coming after me, you mm-hmm. know? Then the groups that were coming after me are the ones who own the pharmaceutical companies, the skeptics, the atheists, yeah. the people, whatever. It was really intense. But what it did is it fortified me. Yeah. Because now when people come at me like that, I'm not phased. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting.
2: Absolutely, because you have, you have a, a very important mission and you have a lot of work to do yet. Although you've done a lot, you have a lot. So, a lot, yeah. Yeah, so you, it, it was just a part of your journey.
1: Yeah, so tell me more. Let's go into understanding like, what is the issue that is causing people to not go out there and really take their health and wellness to, to the level that they would take anything else in their life that such as getting mm-hmm. a job and paying their bills mm-hmm. you know or getting married or fighting their mm-hmm. other half mm-hmm. people with so much energy it's like when is that person going to come when mm-hmm. is my twin flame my soulmate my this my that when mm-hmm. am i going to get married whatever but they don't put the same energy into their wellness and health mm-hmm. why is that
2: i think that people don't want to feel it's hard to feel It's hard to tune back in because the body stores memories. The body stores discomfort. It stores the great times too. But with wellness and health, if we have to do like a body check and kind of scan ourselves... And think about like our feet and our ankles and our legs and our knees and just kind of go all the way up. We have memories attached to certain body parts. Like I can remember when I was eight and I sprained my ankle. I can remember, you know, like when I broke my leg when I was 21, you know. And I think then about all that was going on in that time period. And that can be overwhelming for someone to have to face is to really go back and think about what life was like then you know, lately I've been asking the question to my patients, you know, what makes you happy? How do you feel in your body? And it's funny because I had somebody this morning and she was like, oh my gosh, I had did acupuncture with her. And she was like, I never felt You working on me before, I was so tuned out with you working on me. And now that I've really paid attention to feeling my body, I can feel you touch me now. And I can feel you not in a painful way, but she really didn't even feel me touch her leg. Interesting. You know, because she was so disconnected from her body. Um, So I think, and like she said, she was like, I just didn't have time to feel my body. She was like, I was operating in go mode and it means that I have to do something once you realize how you really feel uncomfortable and how there are some areas that need to be tweaked and improved, then you have to work on yourself. And I think ego gets in the way and we are our own hardest students, our own hardest personal patients. We don't want to, we don't want to deal with ourselves, but we want everybody else to deal with us. Right. right. <laughs> That's interesting.
1: I like that. Uh, your, your What did you call it? Go what? You're saying something about she, like she's on the go. Oh,
2: she's always on the go. Yeah, she's yeah. just in go mode. Go
1: mode. Yeah. Go mode. Go mode. Go mode. That's such an interesting thing. Yeah. Like I, I got stuck in go mode.
2: It's go mode because and it's and what it is is it's yang energy. You know, in terms of yin and yang, it's that yang, active, assertive. I have to accomplish all these tasks. I have things I need to do. It's very type A. And it's, 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 there's gratification in getting things done and there's gratification in being that person that's reliable and can take care of things. And so she was feeling fulfilled because she knew that she was fulfilling the desires of others. And I think that's also a, something that people get attached to and addicted to. I have that. Like feeling like I have, I have served you. I have done the things that you have asked of me. I have done the things and I've gone beyond what was expected in me. And now I feel good and looking for them the praise.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't need the praise. Yeah. But I definitely feel good at night when I sleep when I know there's more people on the planet who have shamanic abilities and can access the different spiritual realms. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like the only, you know, person who's you know holding that space. Like yeah. I, I would like to see nations hold that space. Absolutely. So my, but when you said go mode, it, you know, my it caught my attention because I'm on go mode.
2: Yeah, you are.
1: You know, and and it's interesting because. Every time I come to see you, you tell me exactly what I need to hear in order to shift into a different perception, to be able to really make a different uh, alignment with myself internally, so that things shift on the external. Mm. And when you said go mode, I was like, why is she using the word go mode? I love that. (laughs) It's
0: it's pretty cool, actually. I
1: like it. Go mode. It's like, you know, like when I play video games and you go into a certain mode. Absolutely. I love that. It just completely connects with me on so many levels. So yeah, I go into go mode and Mm -hmm. I go into go mode because I look at the state of the world Mm -hmm. and I look at how many people are making it hard and suffering and not having what Mm -hmm. they need prosperity-wise or abundance. Whatever it may be, love, you name it. And I just really want to see people mm-hmm. thriving and and you know, and really staying in that place of thrive and being alive and mm-hmm. just honors, honoring, you know, their their existence on planet Earth in a beautiful way versus it being like, you know, enslavement. hmm so my go mode is activated by the idea of change. Absolutely. However, how does one, and there's a lot of people who are in the tribe who are listening to that and also have go mode on effect, yes. right? How do we doctor get out of go mode or do we need to get out of go mode? Or where, where do we need to get into?
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the go mode comes from spirit because you're living from, purpose, and there's no bound, it's not bound. Spirit has no limit. So you don't understand it. However, you've come to incarnate in the physical body. And the physical body does have some needs and it has some timing that it needs to adhere to. Mm. So a part of being this walking, beautiful spirit who has a mission is also honoring the physical because the physical is not promised and it can burn out. Of course, our spirit will live on, but we have stuff to do and work to do here. Right, right. So it's really just understanding and, you know, also respecting the physical cells and the tissues and the organs that need to be taken care of in order for you to enhance your longevity while here. You know, there are some people who, you know truly operate on fumes. You like, you know, barely sleep, don't eat, you know, and just kind of are going all the time. Mm. And some, you know, I think there have been a few that have had some longevity, but it's not surprising when you know of those people and you hear that, you know, they burn out at like 60. Or 50 or Mm. 40 or, you know, the longevity is not there. So I think it's a choice. I think it's, well, you can find the balance now and stretch out your time here on the physical plane and be able to go through generations transforming and do more, or you can go hard right now and then not take care of your body, but your body will, it needs things. You know, it will suffer. Right, the biological
1: spacesuit does need repair.
2: It does. It's It's just a part of the contract right now.
1: Yeah. What do you see from me as far as like, like the things that you've seen over the years? And you've been my doctor for how many years now?
2: Gosh, what year is this? It's 18. So probably like 2005 ish.
1: Yeah. Something time. like
2: that. 13 years.
1: <laughs> yeah. So in that 13 year span, yeah. uh, what have you seen me? What have you seen the thing in me that, that needs balancing?
2: Mm. That's a good, that's a very good question for you. We have a lot of root chakra stuff that comes up that we have to remember grounded for you to ground yourself. You forget that you're human sometimes.
1: Well, yeah, because I'm not really fully
2: human. Right. Exactly. But, but your body, you know. Like,
1: do you know what it's like for me every day that I have to eat and go to the bathroom? Oh, it's annoying. Since I was a kid, I was like, <laughs> mom, do I really have to do this? Because where I come from, we don't do this. Yeah.
2: It's like, yeah. it's
1: so, it's annoying. It and frustrates me. And there are lots me. of
2: people like that
1: frustrates me I'm like oh god I I have to go pee again (laughs) but then ever then when I when then when I lost my kidneys I was like okay fine I'm not gonna say that I'm not gonna say that okay I change it I love peeing it feels so good it's amazing I love seeing this wonderful stream come out and it just feels so yummy it's amazing it's the best thing ever
0: yay
1: (laughs) literally you know but but like I you know you don't realize it until it's gone I remember when I lost my kidneys and I couldn't pee anymore And I watched people pee. I used to be the jealous. I was so jealous. <laughs> I guess if there's anything I was jealous of, it's not jealous of people and like what they have material-wise because that yes. doesn't mean anything to me. It was the jealous that they could eat an avocado and pee.
2: Yeah, yeah. But seriously, that's what happens to people though. Because if they don't pay attention to the physical form, then body parts stop working. yeah. And then you are jealous of people being able to walk and run and, and go to the bathroom with a, without a bag and, you know, being able to breathe without an inhaler, mm. you know, like, oh, my God, when I was able to, when I first started doing acupuncture and I was like, this is what a breath feels like. Oh, my God. Like, wow. people are out here breathing like this all the time. Like, I hadn't taken a breath like that my whole life because I was on, I had bad asthma.
1: Yeah, I, I grew up with bad, I had chronic asthma as a kid. And I realized that it came from feeling completely suffocated with drama around me. Because I literally one day came home and I was wheezing and I just got so angry and I threw my asthma inhalant away and I let myself go through it. And I asked the spirits, well, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die. So whatever the emotion I'm holding on to that's causing this asthma, please bring it up. And all of a sudden I just started
2: screaming mm-hmm. and yelling. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was so angry and yeah. hurt because I realized that the reason why I had asthma is because I felt suffocated by my father mm-hmm. and suffocated by my stepmom. Right. They're such they were so suffocating, you know, bless their dear hearts. And I know they're in this room listening to me right now because every time I open their my mouth and mention them, they peer right into the room. <laughs> Hi, hello. Mm-hmm. So but the thing is is like, yeah, they were suffocating me. And mm-hmm. it was so suffocating that it caused me to have asthma. Yeah. But it's interesting because yeah, grounding myself and being a part of the human experience has definitely, definitely have been an ongoing up and down challenge yeah. for me.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be one you have to continue to work with.
1: Yeah, it's been very challenging. Like sometimes I'll listen to people speak and I'll be at my ET side is like... That's fascinating human
2: awareness.
1: (laughs) People are choosing to perceive life in that way. That's fascinating.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, or like if someone's talking about something and like I'm looking at quantum streams and they're talking about their vacation to Barbados. Yeah. I just don't understand. Yeah. You know, so then I get into this place where I, and that's the reason why I haven't upgraded my powers. And that's something I need to, a change need to Choose Mm -hmm. to um, accept responsibility for because I do need to upgrade my abilities. And my grandmother keeps telling me, you need to go away for a week by Mm -hmm. yourself so Mm -hmm. the ancestors can download the new powers in your ability as a shaman. And I keep avoiding it Mm -hmm. because I already feel far removed. Absolutely. You know, I already feel far removed. So to like even go further. How do you do
2: that? How do you stay? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, honestly, I think some people don't. I think people, when they transition, I think they're, you know, they have decided that they are going to upgrade or transition and they no longer, you know, people pass for all different types of reasons Mm -hmm. and all different types of unexpected times. And I think there's that moment where they just don't... um, have the need for the human form anymore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's funny if we think about like human behavior, if you think about like from the spirit perspective, it's like, oh, humans make lists to remind them to do things. Mm-hmm. Like we humans make lists of like go to bed on time, mm-hmm. brush teeth. Yeah, I don't know. You know, those types of things. But I do think that's almost just to remember to like take care of this, you know, this shell. Oh, that's
1: good. So I do know now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I
1: already know why humans do what they do. So when yeah. I say, I don't know. When I say, I don't know, it means I don't know. Why they do it. Why they do it, but I do know. So actually let's try it. So, you know, when you said you heard me say, I don't know, I do know, I'm just saying that. What do you you feel right now um, when it comes to women and men's health? Mm -hmm. What is the thing that you see showing up the most right now for women and men?
2: Ooh, autoimmune conditions. Okay. Autoimmune, the body attacking itself. Ooh, we have to look at that. We have to look at that because we are in a society right now We're we're our own worst enemy. We're destroying ourselves and Mm -hmm. we're seeing it happen in the physical body. And so I think in order to really, you know, take care of oneself, if one wants to take care of oneself and if they're aware of the need to do that, then it's taking care of society as well what we see outside is also within.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, So, I mean, I can't, I'm sure everybody knows someone that has either Crohn's disease or Hashimoto's or Graves disease, or, you know, there's so many different autoimmune conditions. I think there's like over 300 at this point, you know, eczema, um, you know, Parkinson's, MS, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I mean, I I would be surprised if anyone that is listening does not know someone that has some sort of autoimmune condition. So we have to really look at why the body is attacking itself, that's insane.
1: Do you think the body's attacking itself because of the the masculine and feminine um, divisiveness that's happening internally inside of everyone? Like the idea that, you know, women are not fully embracing the masculine aspects of their being and therefore creating the structure that they need to be able to fill their vessels up and creating the structure that they need to feel sustained and feeling, Um, that they're taking care of and they're nurtured. Mm -hmm. So building structure for themselves as women Mm -hmm. and that men are not honoring the feminine inside of them, which is giving the ability to step into their intuition, to step into their ability to feel, step into their ability to connect, to touch, to have intimacy, to Mm -hmm. have relationship that is not just all based on how amazing they are and what they can do for structure, but what they can do in the sense of just showing up and being that energy that feels and experiences and expresses. Mm
2: I think it's lack of harmony. I think what you're saying is lack of harmony between yin and yang, but then I think with that lack of harmony is coming is it's coming from being unconscious, being unconscious to even that awareness. But also really I feel that it's being unconscious and turning a blind eye to what we're exposing ourselves to. I think it's what we're allowing ourselves to enter into our body, what we're allowing ourselves, our skin to absorb, for our lungs to breathe, for our ears to see, hear, our eyes to see. I think we are just very disconnected with the information, whether it's cellular or audio or visual coming into our sacred space. And so we're digesting all types of crap that doesn't belong. Mm. Um, same thing in the world. Like if you look around and you think about like how you digest what you even see in your Facebook feed or your news feed, how do you digest that? It's too much. Mm. It's toxic. Who's controlling that? Same thing with what. who's controlling what you are subjected to in your physical body, mm-hmm. you know, and people aren't really paying attention to how powerful and profound that is and how it affects them and how it starts to have this In unintentional, possibly intentional reaction where it's destroying, it's destructive, it's destroying the society, it's destroying the human body.
1: It's interesting you say that because in shamanism, we have this belief that the imbalances that are created internally are created by aggressive energies that you have been exposing yourself to for a long time. It could be the weather. It could be someone around you who's constantly complaining. It could be the fact that you keep watching the news. It could be the fact that you keep putting aggressive things on your skin or on your body. Yeah. You keep Even if you call it organic or not, right. it's, your body could say it's an overload. Right. It could be an aggressiveness of you constantly doing sound baths and your body is getting too many soft yes. oil tones that it's yes. overloading your system and causing inflammation. Yeah. You know, the aggressive energies that are coming in we need to be able to, and I'm gonna say need because it's not it's like we really do need to if we're going to survive. We do need to 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 release a lot of those aggressive elements yes. from our life.
2: Yes. And if I can just touch on too, you know, that that term aggressiveness, because I think sometimes those of us that are in the more conscious community, holistic, alternative, organic, you know, you know. I think sometimes we default in saying, well, I, I'm in this tribe, so I'm good, you know, but there's aggressiveness in that, you know, exactly. <laughs> there's like excess in anything. There mm-hmm. it can be excess yoga, y'all. <laughs> there can be excess of, like you said, salt baths, excess creams, excess, like, I'm going to have everything organic in my pantry but it could still be junk, like it could still be crap. Just because it says organic doesn't necessarily mean that it belongs in your body. Um, so again, it's like w- tune into what you really need and know when enough is enough. Like know when you have to honor and respect your own personal boundaries of your physical body and of your spirit. Um, so it's that yang energy, yeah. It's like that imbalance. Like for some, we're just such a yang society. Mm. We are. We destroyed the yin. You know, Native Americans that were here. Indigenous ancient cultures had that balance built in culturally. Everything was united and we destroyed that. And we built this very, you know, masculine, young society that where its job is to destroy. That's how we got here. There was destruction. So we have to be conscious about deprogramming and like on the subtle level, even, you know, like you're being like, who has t- taken over a lot of like organic products and organic corporations. A lot of the ones that were, you know, have been around for hundreds and hundreds of years have bought out the small companies. So, you know, be careful with the intention, be careful with the mission statement of who you're, you know, who you're being a consumer of.
1: The the consumer understanding um, is the idea of grouping or the grouping idea of the collective, like who, you know, people always say things like, uh, you know, the kind of person I am is, and even oh, in, yeah. and that right there, isn't that, that's selectively grouping oh, themselves, so, yeah. right? And then yeah. throwing themselves into a collective grouping yeah. category. And now every rule that connects to that collective grouping category now becomes a part of them.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then what does that really do? Right. Yeah. It divides, it right. separates.
1: Like that was the whole thing for me growing up as a kid is that, you know, I, yeah, I had an issue with being black because of the fact that I saw the collective grouping of black, angry, upset, feeling like nothing's working out for them and whatever. So I kept disassociating myself from Mm -hmm. it until I finally came back into it uh, with the help of two amazing people in my life, this guy, Mike, and this amazing woman, uh, Quint Quince, which calls herself Queen, helped me to get back into that space of embracing and saying, well, just because it's like that, it doesn't need to show up like that for Mm -hmm. you. Yes. And it doesn't yes. mean you're not a part of that community because other people in that community choose to operate in that yes. field.
2: Amen. Amen. Like,
1: I don't need to speak abonics to get my point across. Absolutely. And it was funny because recently I was on a friend of mine who I can't wait for you to meet when she comes to LA this December, uh, my friend Ajna. And I was on her um, Instagram live and someone made a comment being like, he's whitewashed.
2: Mm. Oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs>
1: You know, and she goes, why do you got to call him whitewash? He's a powerful Nubian king. Why are you calling our brother Shaman Dirk whitewash?" Absolutely. Because he doesn't, because why? Because he doesn't do things that you feel is uh, is labeled in the black community. Absolutely. You know, and I think what happens is, is that we get, so I think that in itself is aggressive. And that in oh, itself yes. is causing a lot of problems on earth.
2: Oh, yes. I mean, you know, you're preaching to the choir. You know, I've been told I speak like a white person, you know, most of my childhood life. And I never understood what that was. I was like, I'm just doing what I learned in school. (laughs) 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 I'm just learning the way it's taught to me. How does that define my blackness in one way or another? And you know what? Honestly, going back to why I think I decided to go on this this road less traveled was because I probably already felt like I was there. Mm -hmm. You know, because I was already categorized as like, you're not like everyone else. You're different. You don't really fit into this group. You know, I had interracial relationships, so I got the jungle Fever thing. I was. I never felt like I belonged anyway. So going <laughs> the along, Jungle Fever. Thing. Yes, back in the nineties. Yeah,
1: Spike
0: yes. Lee.
2: Yes. So like it was. It wasn't as hard as I think it may have been for others who already fit into, felt like they fit into this particular subgroup. You know, I was like, well, I don't belong anywhere, so I might as well just go over and be happy.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what I did because I couldn't. It didn't matter what the situation is. I remember one time going to a country club that, uh, when I was visiting my aunt. And the people in the country club d- didn't like the fact that, you know, a black person had membership at this country club in Blackhawk, you know? And then it was like, oh, I would go hang out with, you know, with, with other Nubian, with other Melaton, you know, brothers and sisters of mine. And they weren't accepting me because I came from this other mm, type mm-hmm, of mm, class. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting because that actually affected my health in a big way. I got yeah. stomach ulcers from mm. it. Um, I used to always have, my ankles would always give out. Mm. I used to um have the constant um acid reflux mm. coming through me. And when I was willing to like work through that, yeah, all of those things went away,
2: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. it was it was that that solar plexus chakra again, questioning who you are, questioning who you are, and you're like, who are you saying I am? Like I don't understand how you think I don't belong here because I was here, and how can I not belong here because I look like this? It's that's total, you know, self. Image, self image, and self acceptance. And it's hard to navigate that, especially when you're a spiritual being, because you're like, I don't even really see myself. Like, you know, like it's (laughs) like, I don't even know what I really look like, you know, like I don't know how other people see me. But clearly, because of the way I look, I fit into, you know, a group. And clearly, I have a certain connection to, you know, lineage and ancestors that, you know, have come before me. But on a day to day, I'm not thinking about, where I need to be based on how I speak or what I look like. Although some people clearly identify themselves that way and will only stay in that box. And I think that's very damaging. I think that's very limiting. And I think it's very troubling. You know, you cut yourself off from lots of experiences and lots of opportunities to grow and evolve on this planet by doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think if anything, if we can be those faces for those for folks that feel like they may... like. The conversations we may have may be too woo-woo or too out there for their family group. Then it's like, well, you know, we've done it. <laughs> it's okay. You're going to be all right.
1: You're going to make it, baby.
2: You're going to make it.
1: You're going to make it, boo. We're here for you. We got you. We got you. <laughs> we got you. It's Absolutely. all right. It's okay to step away from the herd. Yes. It's okay to step from. You're not going to starve. Yes. It's okay. You're it going to make okay. it through the night. Yeah. And we're going we're gonna to show you how to survive. Yeah. Okay. And how to thrive.
2: Absolutely. That's really
1: what it comes down to. I mean, all this trend setting stuff, you know, people are like, what's on trend? I was making a joke, uh, actually funny and going off topic. I was making a joke. There was like this song called Kiki. Yeah. Are you love something? Mm-hmm. And people were like falling out of cars and jumping <laughs> and doing weird things. And I was just like, is everyone, um, it's almost like there's like, a, like, like the brain can't think opposite of the, becoming a trend sheep.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I call it trend sheeping. Interesting. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like everyone is doing the Kiki video.
0: <laughs> like
1: I would turn on Instagram. It was like Kiki, 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 Kiki. kiki. It yeah. was a little scary. Yeah. Back on topic. Okay. <laughs> Not into trend sheeping on any level. So I definitely agree with that 100%. I think yeah. creating our own sense of self is actually what's going to really bring health and wellness Um, From my perspective. So, you know, as a doctor, let's walk us through the chakras, shall we? Let's walk us through the chakras.
2: Love to. Okay. So I work primarily with the seven main chakras, although there are many, many, many more, but I work with the seven main ones because they most directly correlate to an endocrine gland and an area of the body. Um, And then like, I call them like a life rites of passage that we have to go through. So starting at the root chakra, at the base of the spine and perineum, we have the root chakra. So if you imagine yourself, sitting on a couch or sitting on the floor, If you're grounding yourself, you're connecting your tailbone or perineum to the earth or to the ground. So that is the root chakra. It relates to the feet, the ankles, the knees. Um, It also relates to survival, safety, tribal belief. So what you were told life was supposed to be by your family. Your family had they said you're supposed to grow up, go to school. They said you're supposed to grow up, not go to school. You're supposed to, you know, whatever they said. That's the root chakra. That's like your identity. Um, So then, uh, let's see. It relates to the adrenal glands. So it's that fight or flight, stressful, like, am I going to survive? Am I going to fit in? Am I going to be able to keep myself with food, shelter, water, and belonging?
1: So that's the moladara.
2: Yes. Absolutely. So then we have going up to the sacral chakra that sits between the pubic bone and the lower belly button. It goes around to the hips and the low back. Relates to the color orange. It is our fluid chakra. It keeps us moving in our sensuality, our sexuality, our pleasure, our purpose, our work, money. It's like the grown-up chakra you know it's that chakra where it's like okay managing relationships managing work managing what i'm here to do managing um money um very 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 sensitive chakra it's our womb it's our seed it's the way we reproduce doesn't have to be a a a human form you know i always like to say from the second chakra you can give birth to an idea or a project doesn't have to be a, a physical body
1: interesting okay
2: Definitely. So then, going up, we have the third chakra. So
1: that one was called Savitana.
2: Yes, and then we have the—I'm sorry—ovaries the and testes, or the or the glands there. Going up to the third, we have yellow. We have between the belly button and the lower border of the rib cage, wrapping around to the back. Of course, two, all of them wrap around the whole body. We have, as I mentioned, courage, self-esteem, self self awareness, gut instincts, personal power relates to the pancreas. Um, it's upper digestion there. And then moving up. And that
1: one's called the Manapura.
2: Yes. And then moving up, we have the heart chakra. We have the thymus gland for our gland there. We have compassion, self-love, self-care. And then we have envy, jealousy, um, resentment, anger, those negative emotions. From a beautiful side, we have the heart chakra that extends out to the hands and heals. So healing comes from the heart. Healing connects us when we hold hands with somebody. So we have the heart. Going up. That's called the Anahata. Yes. Going up to the throat chakra, we have communication, expression, listening, even if it's divine messages, the unseen, listening and tuning in and hearing. So with the fifth chakra, we have communication, expression, authenticity, um, hearing others, speaking your truth, listening with um, the intention to really hear. We have the thyroid gland. It also extends out to our um, neck.
1: So throat chakra is Vishuddha.
2: Yes. Third eye chakra. We have um, seeing the unseen, dreaming, visualizing, bringing in um, the reality that we'd like to experience. We have a uh, goal setting, very powerful chakra. I find a lot of people are really strong in their visualizing. And then we have the, now depends on what, who you consult. Some people say pituitary gland. Some people say pineal gland. Pituitary is more popular. I say pineal because the pineal gland produces melatonin, which is important for REM, sleep, and dreaming. And this is the dreaming center. So I relate it more to that. But the pituitary and the pineal gland have a yin yang relationship. So they're very much intertwined. And that's the ajna. Yes. And then moving up, we have the crown chakra. We have um, surrender, faith, divinity, knowing that you're not alone. You don't have to do it alone. You're connected to infinite supply. We have, again, the pituitary or pineal, whichever you like to kind of connect with. It will probably most likely say pineal if you look it up. However, I go with pituitary because pituitary glands like the master control gland. Um, Yes, that's the one that I often have to remind people who are feeling like, oh, I have to struggle. I have to fight. I can't do it by myself.
1: So when you are, um, you know, because I know when I come and see you, I just listen to you and I'm just like, okay, yep, 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 yep. And then, because I, I, I just get like, I just get kind of get everything just gets put back into order for me, which is great. Mm. When you're doing your your work, doctor, you're, you're operating with the chakras as well.
2: Yes, I can't help but not. I can't help but not. It's not traditional. It's not what you'll find that most acupuncturists do, but it's what I used for me when I was going through looking at how I can better heal my uterine fibroids and just have a, good, a better understanding of why I manifested these. Um, and I feel that in order for me to really serve my patients, I need to give them all the information and all the tools that they may be able to apply to get themselves feeling better. They can do with it what they want. So I, um, I at least will you know, kind of assess if they're open and then just, you know, feed them and just give it to them. Share, share with them what I'm picking up.
1: That's beautiful. And so what do you feel like um, if people are really going to take health in their hands, are going to step up and like really honor this wellness, beautiful lit train that they can be on? Because on the lit train, there is the wellness aspect of the lit train. Yes. What is it that they have to begin doing to, to, to stay on that wellness train?
2: I think it's important to to really check in in the moment with how you really are doing like step one sitting with where you are now what do a body scan how are your feet how are your ankles? as I mentioned before going up how's your back how's your digestion because that gives you the automatic feedback mm. you don't have to like you know sit and wonder like oh like let me go and I'm, I'm gonna get your physicals I'm not saying don't do your traditional medical stuff like I'm You know, definitely feel like we can work together, um, and we should work together. But don't wait for someone to tell you what's wrong with you. Half the time, you know. So I think that's the first step. Is you know, awareness, acknowledgement is always the first step. So I would say that's number one. Number two, enlist your wellness support team. That can consist of many different practitioners. That can exist consist of a shaman, an acupuncturist, a yoga instructor, practice your physical allopathic doctor, your therapist which we should talk about for a second mental health mm-hmm. um your therapist your psychologist your psychiatrist you know it can you should have a solid team that you know you can rely on to keep you well and accountable so I think starting to figure out what that team looks like and how you can make it fit into into your schedule your resources is number two and number three is execution and really walking the walk you know going through doing the work you By know doing the love. Doing the love. Yes.
1: I'm restructuring the word work and I catch myself saying it too. So I'm not I'm definitely not the master of it yet. And notice I said yet. Uh, because the word work and are like, you know, trabajo or travail or you know, um lavoro, you know, or if you look at the meaning of it, it means to it literally means uh to be enslaved into action or duty.
2: Mm. Yeah. That's not fun. Right. And that might be the problem why a lot of people don't do it. Right. You know, don't do the, the inner work. We say inner work. It should yeah. be inner love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are, so I love I, that.
1: So I like, use the word work as an engage. Because I think that when we use the word work, it literally, it, 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 the word work comes from slave mentality. Yeah. And it's written in the ancient books as, as that you are putting your slaves to work.
0: Mm. You are
1: putting your help to work, the mm-hmm. people who are you've enslaved in your kingdom or your palace or your wherever to work, which means that you are forcing on them labor. Mm. I don't, I'm don't. i not having labor forced up on me.
2: <laughs> not at all.
1: Mm-mm. I'm engaging in Shaman I'm engaging in this healing session. I'm engaging in this meditation. I'm engaging in going in and engaging in the issues and things inside so I can create change. I am not working.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're loving ourselves. Well, I mean, I think that's why the self-love word has been so popular now because I think there's been this, this you know, push to move away from things that feel like they're labor intensive and it doesn't feel like that's something you would want to do. <laughs>
1: and isn't it interesting how the whole self-love word, um, people have used that in the very new age community. It's very interesting. But the thing is that it's like people love themselves already. Mm-hmm. It's It's kind of like enhancing the love. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So let's talk mental health. Yes. Right? What are your thoughts on mental health? I just got back from um Mallorca. I was speaking on a panel with some doctors and some amazing um about mental health with Guru Jagat. But I want to hear your thoughts about mental health.
2: Oh. Well, I when I was in undergrad, I wanted to go into psychology or psychiatry. So it was it's something that I really hold near and dear to my heart is an area of wellness that we don't spend enough time talking about and supporting each other in my In my perfect world, I would love to see everyone feeling like they have someone that they can go and work through some of the mental and emotional hurts and wounds that might be from this lifetime or previous lifetimes that they're carrying with them. I think that it's in order for us to really progress as a society we have to start making it mainstream and it, I would love to see it be a regular check-in I think mental health from the perspective of there being you know the neurotransmitter imbalance hormone imbalance or possibly just you know some really challenging times that someone goes through there's such a range of possibilities and why someone may need to work through their um some of those those challenges with uh, a mental health, specialist i feel that uh over time i think we can get there but i think we have to just start you know making it a part of the regular conversation like i say all the time to my patients like do you have someone do you have a therapist do you have a life coach do you have a psychologist a psychiatrist if not i can refer you to somebody but i really think that you need when i say that to pretty much everybody
1: but do you think that a lot of mental health is because of the bombardment of aggression and the fact that we've been suppressed sexually
2: Oh, that's a that's a big question.
1: <laughs> You're the doctor. <laughs> I'm just a shaman.
2: <laughs> oh gosh. I think there are lots of reasons. I think I, honestly I think there are so many reasons. I think But from... don't you think
1: sexual oppression is it represses our second chakra as you spoke about the mm-hmm. Savatsana Isn't don't you and if that's the place of sensuality and if that's the place of connection, and that's the place of, you know, connecting and 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 with other people and and building community and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. If that's suppressed, what happens to us?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't connect. Yeah, um, I do think there are people that experience some really deep, you know, traumas that they have been left with the burden and opportunity to break through that you know, may have caused some suppression. So I think there may have been like a chicken before the egg, you know, kind of thing. Well, true chicken before the egg.
1: But we've been told in society that sex is, is dirty, nasty, evil, and taboo. And by religious, by religious um, you know, indoctrination. And people grow up, you know, growing up with this feeling. I mean, even we call it our private places. Mm-hmm. As if it's like this, like, thing we have to hide away from the world, you mm-hmm. know? Like, it's like mm-hmm. not, it's not okay for us to like be comfortable being touched in these areas, because mm-hmm. the mo- moment we do experience that, um, you know, we we feel like we've done something bad, mm-hmm. we did something wrong, mm-hmm. you know. And if that's connected to the part that connects us to community and feeling a part of ourselves as well as a part of others, mm-hmm. if we're blocked and not being full part of ourselves, we're blocked in our ability to create prosperity, which comes from that chakra as well, and we're blocked in our ability to build r- strong community um, networking. Isn't that why people go into depression?
2: Mm. I don't know if I would make it the sole root. I think it, there can be an aspect of You know, I'm, I'm playing with you, doctor. <laughs> I think there can be an aspect of that. But I think when it comes to mental health and wellness, there are just so many different portals um, of exploration in as to the why. But speaking separately of sexuality and of how we you know, define sexuality and then what that can potentially do to someone who feels like they don't fit into a box. I think, sure, that can cause some spinoff of some, you know, well, I feel like I'm just kind of a lost person with like a question mark identity because I don't fit into, you know, what is supposed to be masculine or feminine or man or woman. So I do think there is some, you know, there's definitely some um, work that we need to do there with being a little bit more free and open with expressing our sexuality and just not being so hush hush about penis and vagina Mm -hmm. and you know orgasms and sensations and pleasure you know i do think that we it's funny that we talk about pleasure we have no problem talking about pleasure as it relates to food and as it relates to like um music you know music and parties and like celebrations but when it comes to like Pleasure as it relates to like self-pleasure or pleasure with a partner, we don't talk about it. So I think that's very interesting. I think that's something that, you know, the next generation is kind of moving us through. But I don't think necessarily necessarily always correlated to mental health.
1: Well, so you're saying that it could be a factor?
2: I think for sure it could be a factor.
1: So I have a question because now since I have the doctor in the house, I'm about to just let it all out, <laughs> right? So let's talk masturbation. Yes. I masturbate a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, and sometimes I masturbate five or six or seven times a day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that bad,
2: That's or a is question. that
1: imbalanced?
2: That's a very good question because I actually because
1: it gives me energy.
2: Yeah, I was actually just speaking with this with a colleague actually last week because we were talking about a a woman who was wanting to conceive and she was having sex with her partner like twice a day, like for like the, the whole entire year, and. In traditional Chinese medicine, again, we are always striving towards balance. And so there is something called that we call the Jing, which is an energetic um, sort of like idea of like your vitality or your essence. And with men, in particular, your jing is sort of related to sperm. And so there is this idea, not saying that it's a concrete you know, truth, but there is this idea in Chinese medicine philosophy that you can exhaust your jing and exhaust your vitality, which by the way, comes from your kidneys. Um, and so you do want to be careful about that, about excess. Now, excess is different for everyone. You know, for some, masturbation, you know, f- Two times a day may be too much. You know, for some, 10 times a day may be too much.
1: So, this jing, how mm-hmm. do you get more of it?
2: You can't get more jing.
1: You can't go to the store and buy jing?
2: <laughs> you can't go buy more sperm. What is this? <laughs> you can make sperm, but you can't buy, my, buy more sperm. But at the same time. Well, we
1: can make sperm, but is the sperm yes, the jing sperm. or the jing is an energy in the sperm? The,
2: spr- the jing is an energy in the sperm.
1: Okay. So, that you're
2: born with.
1: So, how do I get more of it?
2: You can't necessarily according to Chinese medicine philosophy get more jing, you can support your jing like with different foods and herbs like deer antler, I'm sorry. Well, deer antler is is more yang, but um you can, you know, start to try to like fortify it, but there's also just looking at okay, well, why is this the primary, you know, sort of like release for you.
1: So, I've always had a lot a lot of energy i'm lit i'm yeah, i'm, 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 I'm pitta um, ayurvedic dosha and i have tons of energy and i just have a have a very intense sex drive mm-hmm. uh, I because i because i'm a quadruple scorpio or whatever it may be but literally when i masturbate and i ejaculate i feel amazing mm-hmm. Whereas some people are like, oh, you should be tired. You feel tired. I don't feel tired. Mm -hmm. I can run a marathon Mm -hmm. because I have so much energy. Like my body gets lit. Mm -hmm. But some people are like, oh, I feel tired afterwards. Mm -hmm. But then again, I also do it in a way where I'm like, you know, manifesting things too. Right, right. But the thing is, I've heard people say that if you masturbate too much, you're aging yourself. I, I look young.
2: You do. Well, that comes from, I think that comes in part from like a Chinese medicine philosophy. Again, not saying it's absolute truth, but that's probably where a lot of that comes from. But I think it comes back to what I said before. You have to listen to your own body. Mm. Like you can't let anybody else tell you that you're exhausted, you know, but, you know, knowing that you have a history with your kidneys, your, your sort of kidney situation energy is different anyway. You know, so you just might have a different sort of setup for what you're capable of sustaining. Interesting. You know, it might just be different for you.
1: Yeah, I wanted to throw that at you because I've heard a lot of people talk about it. And they said that acupuncturists and Chinese doctors have told them that. Mm -hmm. And since you're my doctor and I'm very transparent,
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I'm like, let's just throw it out there.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think listening to your body, I think, you know, we have to look at also, though, your energy level. We have to look at your um, you know, general sort of like push through the day, vitality and weigh all of those things. Although you have a lot of mental energy, like you are constantly like nonstop going with ideas and projects and like how you want to like create the next, you know, so many other things to change people's lives. That's one type of energy, but you have to remember to tap into your physical body and talk to your physical body and really be gentle and kind and listen to your physical body. And if it's Feeling tired and exhausted, then you have to be honest about that, and that's where you start to then say, "Okay, well, what are some things I'm doing? Is it excess or deficient?" You know. Oh, I see.
1: Oh yeah, that's good. Um, I'm gonna um, adopt that today. Good. And I'm going to tap into that because I do have a lot of mental energy, mm-hmm. and I don't sleep that much. I sleep three, four hours, more more like three hours than four hours, and I wake up early in the morning around like four, sometimes five, sometimes six. It depends on like the night before. And I'm like, go, 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 mm-hmm. go, go, until like 11, 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then again, it comes back, you know, again. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is good. So what do you say for people, um, you know, for them to uh, really, you know, what do they expect if they come to, to do a treatment with you?
2: Yes. So... What I do is an initial visit. And in that time, I go through everything, all of your physical history, you know, past conditions, current conditions, what you currently have as a wellness goal. Of course, that's very important what you would like us to achieve in working together. So I'm really getting to know you and your body. Um, It's very important for me to understand how you kind of operate through life so I can see the way that your body speaks to you. Um, So that when a symptom You know, shows up, I'm like, okay, I can see how this is just the way that it gets your attention. Mm. So that's why I like to spend some time. You know, it's about an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes, um, just really primarily talking. I do do some acupuncture in that, but it's really more abbreviated in the first session. Um, I do um, a chakra scan, just kind of assessing the energy of the chakras. I sometimes may use crystals. I may use essential oils. I may um, just do acupuncture. I may recommend herbs, supplements, food based on Chinese medicine philosophy, which is similar to like Ayurveda and like matching foods with your body type and what you need at the time. Um, And then I don't like to, I'm not the type of person that says, I want to see you once a week for three months or twice a week for three weeks. Let's just see how you do. You know, you may not need me. Like if I'm doing my job, you don't really need me that often. You know, you may need a check-in, like a tune-up, like, you know, you get your oil change, you know, you kind of like, we go and do an assessment, but I don't want you to be dependent on me because that means that I'm not giving you all the tools you need to take care of yourself. So that's really my goal.
1: So do you check pulse and stuff like that? I
2: do. I check pulse, look at the tongue. So that's like traditional Chinese medicine. Um, What does mine say? Oh, let's see.
1: I'm going to stick my tongue out, everybody.
2: <laughs> you have, it actually looks pretty good. I'm, you know, it's, I would say it's a little greasy on the side. That's just a term that we use. A little bit of petechier around the rims and the front. Um, a little bit on the tip. A little bit of a thick white coat in the back. Ah, a little bit more. Yeah, but it's not bad. Do you brush your tongue or scrape it?
0: Uh-huh. Okay, my so, so it's
2: hard for me to tell exactly what the coat is like. Usually if you scrape it, you're getting off like something that would give me some indication of what we call dampness. So you probably have a little damp, which most people do. Uh, but it overall, looks pretty good. But we do want to pay attention to sticking out again to that deviation a little bit. When you stick out your tongue, you'll look in the mirror and it automatically wants to go to the right a little oh, bit. Oh, I feel it. You feel it? Yeah, it comes out, it goes towards the right. Yeah. Yeah, not ideal. Not ideal. Why? I want to pay attention to, um, you don't, let me see your, let me feel your pulse. You don't typically come off stressed, but you have a lot going on. (laughs) And, uh, now when your tongue and your pulse and your energy give you signs of some excess and deficiency, then you have to listen and you have to find that balance. And because you're a go, go, go person, I would love to see you um, like maybe doing some more walks by the beach, going to sit, maybe doing some writing with a pen and paper, not digital by a lake. Okay. Um, Something that's a little bit more yin. um, and, And to replenish. You you will always have to make sure that you are replenishing what and is fortifying my say? Yourself. It's a little thready, what we call thready, and it's deep. So it's it feels a little bit like, like a non-coffing as you're pushing in these places. <laughs> yeah. Um it's like a little bit like a thin, um, like string underneath where it should be easier to touch to the surface. Not like superficial, but like I shouldn't have to press so hard to feel it. So So what does that mean? It means that it's what we've talked about. You've got to stay anchored in your physical body. Yeah. You've got to stay physically anchored and protect your yin because you have a tendency to burn up your yin. (laughs) You got to remember, you know, the cooling forces, the passive force, the more soothing energy. You have such great capacity, but your physical body can only give out so much all the time.
1: Yeah, it's true. I'm punching it. Like I punch yeah. it, like I'm like a Ferrari. I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm. it's so true. And it's so funny because my friend who I want you to connect with, my friend Sahara Rose, we're both the same way. Like, I'll be like, what did you do? She's like, I just got off the airplane. And I drove two hours and I'm now speaking in a lecture. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, I just got off the airplane. I go one hour speaking in lecture and I'm jumping on an airplane and going to another city. Yeah. You know, it's like we're just like, because we're just, you know, we're on, what did you call it? Go? Go mode. Go mode. We're Very in go mode. young.
2: Yeah. So we
1: have, you know, so my thing, which I always find funny with Sahara and I is that it's about us getting into that coffee state, which is to just sit and do nothing.
2: Mm-hmm. Just relax. Mm-hmm.
1: Just walk on the beach. Yeah.
2: And does that feel, when you think of that, how does that feel for you? The thinking of that, does that, does it make you feel anxious to stop and do that? Or does it, it feel soothing?
1: It feels uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll give you an imperfect example. Uh, I literally went to Wonderlust, and my team was very specific that I wasn't going to do any shamanic healings or anyone. I was just going to be a hundred percent like there to share love and observe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Couldn't do it. Not that I couldn't do it. I chose not to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wanted to wanderlust and I was doing healing. I didn't shamanic sessions and like the speaker's lounge.
0: <laughs> I was
1: like going up, and, you know, and just sharing. Like, like you know, it was just like, I was on, you yeah, know, and yeah. it felt so good. I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm getting, I'm sharpening my skills. Because yeah. to me, every, every person that I get to share, giving, showing them how to get their power back and who they are, being taking their power and being like, here it is all the whole time, but now I'm activating it. It's exciting for me because I get to learn how to sharpen my tools.
2: Yeah, of course, of course.
1: And that makes me excited. It's like playing a video game for me.
2: But see, you already know that you don't like having to take care of your physical body. So you're not going to want to do those things, but you need to be held accountable to do those things. So you have to, you have to listen.
1: (laughs) True. True that, true that, true that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> of course. You're just doing what you want to do. You're like being a kid. Like, I, I want to do what I want to do. My,
1: you see my controllers? <laughs> Look, I got a black one, an orange one, and a red one for my PlayStation.
2: Well, and that can be, you know, I don't know what you're playing, but that's kind of your yin time, right? That's how you unwind.
1: Yeah, I play games that but are much more spiritually based games. Oh, so, okay, yeah. okay,
2: good. Okay. Yeah, it has to also be inviting. Like you, I can't force you to go and like be still by a lake, right? Like people, if it's gonna be torturous to you. You're not going to do it. (laughs) It's got to feel like you can ease into it. You know, what? you got to find your thing. Like if it's a hot bath with like some salts or if it's like, you know, meditating in bed, if you have like a dog or cat, you just want to lay and like pet your dog, you know, it's got to work for you. So you yeah. have to find that thing. And I always invite my patients to like help me come up with a list for you. I don't want to just recommend what I think is good for you because you're not going to do it if you don't like it.
1: <laughs> yes, this is so true. Mm-hmm. Massage is great for me. Flotation tanks are great for me. Sweat things are great for me. Uh, being in trees and nature and just yeah. sitting and doing absolutely nothing is mm-hmm. great for me and um ocean not so much i go to the ocean sometimes when i'm like if i'm in israel i feel amazing mm. uh if i'm in turkey and bodrum or like cheshme, i feel amazing if i'm like like when i was in spain i didn't feel relaxed at all mm. So it's interesting and mm-hmm. it's other energies I'm picking up yeah, on.
2: Yeah, for sure. Especially
1: being in Ibiza. It's
2: mm. a big wave
1: of energy. Mm. So how can people, um, you know, people can come in and see you in Los Angeles and um, how can people find you, my love?
2: Yes, they can find me on the social media platform. So they can find me at drlisaupshaw.com. That's my website. You can find me on Instagram at drlisaupshaw and doctor is abbreviated "dr." L-I-S-A-U-P-S-H-A-W. I Um, I didn't mention I have a fantastic, amazing wellness course that walks you through intimately how to use the power centers or the chakras um, and exalt and amplify your wellness. It's an eight-week course. Um, It's currently closed for enrollment right now, but you can get on the waiting list by going to my website under um, wellness programs, drleesupshot.com wellness programs. You can find it there. It's called the Wellness Formula. So you can get on my waiting list for that. It will reopen in February. It's I'm um, in the in the class now with my with my group, and they're having such amazing breakthroughs. It's so much fun. Um, so I would love to see you on that waiting list there. And you're welcome to also contact me from my website for appointments.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Lisa.
2: It was so much fun. I love you. Thank you. I
1: love you too. Thank you. Wow, tribe talk about, you know. first of all, it's for, for me, it's really great to be able to, to introduce you to my um, doctor who's been there for me in my life for 13 years. And also to just share and talk and really get into understanding more about the chakras, understanding about what we need to do so that we can fill up our vessels. Because when we're filled up, and this is, goes for me as well too. So when I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to myself. We fill ourselves up, we have more to give to people. So fill up in that overflow, give it away, enjoy your life and remember that the more and more we open our vessels the more and more we can pour into others i love you so much and remember how powerful you are if you haven't already left me um a review on on itunes please sign up for itunes and do leave a review so that more people can find the tribe and also go to shamandurek.com so you can get involved in what i'm doing on instagram or go sign up on my newsletter at com to get involved in some of my workshops and where i'll be teaching and training and putting the power back in your hands i love you so much and remember You are powerful. See you later.